What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. It'll never be your school. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We're back two weeks in a row, back in the swing of things. We'll see how long that lasts. But we are here. We are uh, fully recovered, I would say, from the weekend. Close to it. Close, Close to, to it. the weekend. Close to fully recovered. Thank you to everybody. I was not expecting anybody to donate to my bachelor party, but... Mm, want to give a quick shout out to the to those that did um quick duck call uh b berg kicked us off yes and uh comes in at the highest donation so he's got to raise up those quackalite (laughs) rankings um david just spent a very modest amount uh, who we actually know in real life um so that was uh, I don't know, disappointing. I guess. I mean, it was I, nice. Yeah, it was nice. But he, bailed, he bailed on the bachelor party. Anything and, is nice. And but but he sent. You know, it was surprising that he donated, but not surprising how little he donated. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm going for. And then also, uh, resident Quackalite leader Joy Sang. Yeah. Um. She she pitched in as as did uh, Lucas Eubank. So wow. Um. For a for a grand total of uh. 36 no 46 dollars there you go yeah. all of which we didn't see kevin just pocketed all of no it. <laughs> i mean that went that went to a lot of tequila shots and uh and and the like a couple beers um, yeah so we it, we got some good mileage out of it we'll yes that. it was used it was used i appreciate that then it makes my heart full that people uh, my internet friends care about me that much yeah. so i yeah it was very touching to get that kind of support <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's uh, move on to the topic at hand, unless we have anything else we need to touch on. Uh, Kevin, do you, ha- do you have a kin token update here? Uh, yeah, it hasn't been great. It's been steadily, slowly going down. Uh, so we're at 5187 right now. Oh, okay. So, so we're... like a $5 decrease from last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about $6, I think. It was like 57 something. Yeah, probably. Last week. So we're trending the wrong way. Trending the wrong way until it's trending the other way. Yeah. So <laughs> it'll trend. It has to trend one way or the other. So, uh, yeah, 50 50 shot there. So, all right, let's move on then to the topic at hand. Tommy, what is the topic today? So, this is going to be uh, somewhat of a continuation of last week's topic where we uh, are going to talk a little bit more about. Um, what happened to the Eden Hall varsity after their loss in the annual varsity JV showdown? Yeah, so we got talking about Riley and kind of what happened like right after that loss and what would happen in the future. And then we, we just sort of didn't have enough time. We said, hey, we should come back to that. And I feel like we do that sometimes and then I forget what the topic is and then we never come back to it. So I was like, all right, we got to hit this now while it's fresh. So... Let's start with Riley, and we mentioned his father probably doesn't like him, but that game, he loses his girlfriend, he obviously loses the game, loses the respect of his father, 
Does he lose the team? Does he lose the captaincy as well? Is it that bad for him? Well, first, I think we need to establish when was this game? Was it middle of the year? Was it right before the playoffs? Was it like right before winter break? Was it before the season? Well, no, I guess no, they'd already yeah. played a few yeah, games. Yeah, so we have deduced that it was winter break-ish. Like, yeah. th- that's typically when the games stop, but people are still sort of around, so maybe this is the time for that. This is like maybe like the Friday before school lets out for winter yeah, break or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, I, I would say... Ah, uh, I mean, it'd be really tough to like just completely up- overhaul your your whole uh, leadership structure there mid season, but I feel like it'd be really hard for Riley to stay in that spot. Um, I feel like he'd have to have lost the team a little bit. Yeah, I think the team in general is just going to be in disarray after losing to the JV. Like that's going to sting when everyone comes back from break and they're like in class and people are talking to them about it and making fun of them. So yeah, I think they sort of become a joke and then that sort of uh, divides the locker room and whatnot. I think it's really a question of does the coach try to pretend like everything's okay and it's just about, you know, stay in the course or is it like massive changes need to happen now? I, I think maybe that this the latter part of that mm-hmm. uh, might make most sense. Like just kind of like, okay, something's broken, like, it's, you know, it's open season, like, whoever wants that that job, it's yours, um, to kind of, like, motivate um, the team, maybe try to get them to focus on something other than having lost to the Ducks. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, how does the coach react to it, and really, he's probably be probably furious at varsity, also JV, because it's his program, <laughs> yeah. as well as JV coach Orion, because it's like, okay, my program is divided, and this is kind of the fault of four people, or like four groups, which is him, of course, for not being able to, you know, shut down these antics. The varsity team, the JV, and Coach O'Ryan. How's he, how's he mad at Coach O'Ryan? Coach like, O'Ryan just showed that he did an amazing job. Well, he, he, um, he basically let the JV get in the heads of varsity. But how's that O'Ryan's fault? I I will I imagine he's probably like, hey, would you like tell your ducks to stop fucking with varsity? <laughs> yeah, it would, I mean, like, it would they be put, partially on Orion. They like, put ants, yeah, in my team's like dorms. Well, the varsity started that. That's what Orion would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they both would need to like come together and be like, this needs to stop. We can't have this sort of uh, split down the middle of our program. So I think both of them are at fault, and both of them would need to fix. The prank war here. Do we do we think that there's any like roster shuffling that happens afterward? I know we touched on it a little bit, but um, like, are there any varsity guys who get sent down to JV? I think that'd be a good impact. Yeah. I can imagine like a couple juniors where it's like you know, kind of stings a bit more. Yeah, I I think that's just an incredible dynamic, and this is like middle of the season. You know, they've lost this exhibition, which is, you know, a tradition. And how do you bounce back? And does the head coach say, like, well, give me Conway and give me Banks back? You know, I can't believe I let <laughs> yeah, that my was, team uh-huh. Poor coaching dictate move. that. Also, he didn't even really have anything to do with that decision, which we've talked about before. Like, they the Ducks were just like, we're getting Banks back. And, like, Varsity was cool with that. Somehow. I wonder if it was something where, like, Banks wasn't playing. And maybe he actually talked to the Varsity coach. It's like, hey... I'm not playing, you know, I'm having trouble learning the system. 
could I go back to JV to learn two way hockey better or something? I, I just feel like it, it, the way it was presented, at oh, least, yeah, it yes. seems like a unilateral decision by the JV team. Yeah. You know? And Banks just went along with it, which would be sort of out of character for someone who's all about scouts and going to the pros yeah. and that kind of stuff. But maybe he realizes his error in that thinking. So, well, maybe it's also like, uh, hey, this is an exhibition. Like you're on varsity, but you can play for the Ducks there because oh. they they need like because we're gonna or maybe the coach is like well we want to give them a chance we want to put on a show for the crowd so maybe the coach is like yeah you yeah. can play for the JV for this game and you know you're obviously you're still on varsity but you are this is like freshman varsity you could argue and then like oh do it a little bit differently just have all the freshmen on one team or something like that that's plausible I like that I like that a lot I do think you have to switch up the rosters a bit and maybe. The varsity coach looks at kind of what happened in the game, and does he steal Julie Gaffney, who put on an incredible show with a shutout, but Scooter only gave up one goal as well, and I'm sure there's a backup. So how would the varsity coach deal with that? I think he talks to Julie, and he says, I'm very impressed. You know, you're going to have a great future here, but I want you to stay at JV so you can keep getting minutes because Scooter is still our number one. Um, now, obviously, if he gets hurt, we're going to reevaluate that, but I can't really, I don't want to put you on the bench every game, you know, and, you know, unless it's something where she could do JV and varsity games, but that might be too much. A quick question, just to clarify from your high school Mm -hmm. experience. Um, Did that happen a lot in hockey? It happened a decent amount in basketball where like JV guys would kind of float between the two teams. Um, You know, if they needed guys for the end of the bench, guy would float up. He'd play most of his minutes at JV, but he'd still dress mm-hmm. for varsity games. Did that happen a lot in hockey? Yeah, I think that's that's possible for somebody to do. I think it depends on sort of the attitude of the coach and kind of what he values the most. But yeah, I think that's definitely possible, especially with goalies. I think if a goalie gets hurt or something or they just needed an extra one or the goalies are tired from playing back-to-back games or something, then they could pull the other goalie up. So that's definitely a possibility there for sure. So, do we think the varsity coach tries to send a message here? And is Riley sent down? Is Cole sent down? Or is he trying to send a message to his stars after this loss? Well, I don't think there's any way Cole could be sent down because there's no way that Cole isn't a senior. I mean, he's like like, Uh, 35. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And Riley, we're assuming he's a senior. Yeah. Yeah, we're assuming he's a senior. Neither of them could be sent down. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, he could like embarrass them and say, go practice the JV today. Yeah. Like you're not obviously not they're not gonna play with JV, but or maybe it's like, hey, you need to like nip this in the bud, go practice with them. You should be shepherding them up. Like it's okay to like have a little bit of like, you know, minor hazing, whatever, but that this, these guys are the future of this program and I wanna see this bullshit, you don't like them stuff, stop, otherwise you're out of my program. Yeah. That's good because the varsity coach at the end certainly seems like he's okay with. He goes to Ryan says, "We'll get you next time," and says, "Congratulations!" Shakes his hand. This is not a Wolf the Dentist Stanson situation. So maybe they rectified the issues between the JV and the varsity before the game. At least the coaches did with themselves, and then it was just a matter of uh, getting everyone else on the same page. I I don't know that we've ever talked about this. We're assuming that this is the first time that the JV has ever beat the varsity, yes? Yeah, I would assume so. Like, that's not supposed to happen, especially without, like, a few ringers being sent down to play for the Ducks or somebody like that. Like, I think that could happen before, and 
I think like when I played lacrosse, we used to scrimmage like that where it would be JV versus varsity, but the varsity would send some really good kids to our team and play. But this is at least the way they presented it that year. It was just a straight up full check, like full effort game against the other side. So, well, one thing I, I want to mention, and, th- and this might be getting ahead of myself, do you think there's anything like the so like in the off season, the uh, varsity coach is like, hey, I'm retiring in two years, and I want Orion to take over, and so what better team to take over than he brings up the Ducks through JV, and then when they become varsity, he becomes a varsity coach, because just the whole system is very strange. Where you know the varsity head coach is you know running the program, but you know, maybe they're kind of doing things differently, knowing that Orion is going to take over as the leader of the program. And that's why the varsity coach doesn't seem to give a shit about like, hey, you just change the colors. And also, sure, you can have Banks in your team. Let's build some cohesion for, for your squad down the road because I'm not going to have Banks and I'm not going to be here in two years or something like that. So I think that's something we could potentially explore. Yeah. And, and you know, he's been he's won t- 10 straight championships. It's kind of like feather in the cap. He can move on. He can do whatever he wants. Or maybe he could just retire. We did touch on this a little bit in terms of like how Eden Hall would get Gordon Bombay to initially agree to coach the JV team. And we said that maybe the varsity coach was retiring, so he would bump him up and that kind of stuff. So I think that, at least from where I'm sitting, that's just like a fact now. Like this was near the end for the varsity coach. But it, it'd be, it seems like it would be a lot. Uh, of faith in a i don't know like a first time head coach a, a head jv coach like well he's clearly well he think about it this way he he's run the system it's like turning it over to like your offensive coordinator defensive coordinator well yeah after two years though like no, this is the this first time orion's coaching yes no it's unclear but I, he did play in the nhl so yeah. he's got experience i feel like i feel like it's definitely plausible he could be a varsity head coach like right out of the like gate. the most storied program in what we would assume is the country like maybe they so do him. we th- we think orion was not at eden hall before like this is his first season at well, Eden Hall. if he hadn't been then bombay they would have fired him in favor of bombay yeah mm-hmm. or if he had been rather I mean, our theory is they got the Ducks because they agreed to let Bombay coach, or Bombay brought the Ducks over but and was going to coach them. Because it's very clear that he was initially going to be the coach. At least that's what he told the Ducks, because then everyone's all surprised when he doesn't go. So it's unclear whether he was replacing Orion or whether Orion came in. Maybe Orion was going to be his assistant or something like that. And then, at the end of the day, Orion ends up as this coach, so... Well, Orion may not have super big aspirations, because remember we talked in, of course, the scene where he's, like, pushing his daughter around in a wheelchair. It's very clear. It's like, I am here, Eden Hall, because I get good money or something, great benefits. My daughter's right here, whatever. I am content not, like, yes, you can bring him Bombay. I'm okay with that. I'm just happy, like, being a part of the program. And so maybe... You know, maybe he was kind of cool with that because he knew that he needed to be in the area for at least like the next eight years, however, whenever his daughter's like graduates. And so he's fine with it because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would like hold a grudge or be like, oh, I should have been the varsity coach. And well, I mean, that's kind of where I'm running into a bit of a road bump on your on your theory, though, is like if if he was, say, in that scenario, your freshman coach or whatever, like in two years, you're not just going to turn the keys over to. 
Well, do you think? Well, Orion. let's say like they play varsity games on Friday and, and like or JV games on like you know Thursday or like right before. You'd think the the JV coach would also be at the varsity games yeah. as an assistant. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, and so I think that was probably it. Yeah. And so like, he's been with the program for years, and so. Yeah, it's a coach in waiting situation yeah. where they sort of. But a coach in waiting situation where they were willing to replace him with somebody else. Well, I think Eden well, Hall yeah. is a slimy program. <laughs> yeah, we, we've established that. We established. And it was never actually like finalized, so we never really knew how far those talks got along. And did Bombay maybe lead on the Ducks? Like, well, uh, maybe Bombay was going to replace uh, the head coach, the varsity coach. Maybe that was the deal. Oh. Oh. Well, maybe it was like he replaces the head coach. But and then he has a change of heart. So the head coach is like, okay, well, I will coach for at least another year because I can't leave my guys out. And so Orion, who was going to maybe remain the JV coach, like as Bombay became the head coach, yeah, like he's still JV, but now it's very clear that this was kind of his audition mm-hmm. to be the head coach. And so he will be the head coach in a couple of years. I think, yeah, see, I think that scenario is more likely where it was like Bombay was going to come in and they were going to kind of force the old guy out the door. Uh huh. Uh, and you know, get Bombay and the Ducks in there, solidify our program for the next four years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that's co- maybe the more likely scenario. Yeah, I mean, it would be it have to be like a hundred percent political though, because he's yeah. won ten straight yes. state championships. Well, well, I, I also you could say that the head the head coach is like he's done with it. I mean, yeah. he's he's, done, he's won yeah. ten straight. He doesn't he doesn't need to keep coaching at this level yeah. to like prove anything. Now, obviously, I'm sure he loves it, but maybe he's like, oh, I just want to retire or yeah. But if the board is forcing him out the door, then something would have to be happening. Yeah, maybe he's asking for too much money. <laughs> well, we don't. He doesn't necessarily need to be being forced out the door. Okay, so we're amending Kevin's theory. Slightly. I think I like I like the theory that they, that half the board or whatever was trying to force the, the old <laughs> blood out and, and and bring in a Bombay. Oh, well, well maybe like- maybe it's something where it's like they wanted him out, and this is like the opportunity, and then. Everyone thinks it's their own idea, like the head coach. Like, oh, oh. I'm ending on my own terms when the board is like, this is actually great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. And I, and I think that really answers a lot of questions like, you know, why the JV is essentially allowed to do their own thing. And, you know, Orion, you know, kind of his position at the school is like, yeah, he's he's the coach in waiting. And it's kind of like a handshake agreement after Bombay, like, reneges on the deal or whatever. It's like, you will be the guy. You know, if you can guide these ducks, because we think that you can instill the system and also get them to like look up to you. I, I have a theory. I don't. <laughs> I don't think Orion would be a great varsity coach. I think he's made to be the JV coach. Like he's a fundamentals guy. His job is to hammer the fundamentals into them at a young age, and then the and then the varsity inherits the varsity coach inherits these fundamentally. So those guys that already like, there are the very system. specific coaches that are like excel in those kind of roles. Yeah. So I think he's that. I don't think he's like, mm. take your program to the next level kind of guy. I think the biggest question is, I can see that for college versus pros or something like that, but it's it's still like high school kids. So I think it's possible that he could still be able to drill those fundamentals in and really sort of get them going. Like they might not do as much as other programs, but what they do, they do exceptionally well. So... That's the question. I, I just think he's better suited for okay. to like break the bad habits of freshmen, build them back up, yeah, and then get a new group the next year and like do it all over again. I don't disagree, but I feel like this was his audition, like Maybe. to be the yeah. the guy, and okay. I think he proved that he's the guy. Yeah, he's obviously a good coach. He just beat the varsity team with 
obviously lesser <laughs> talent. So he's going somewhere if he wants to, but obviously, as Tommy said, he probably doesn't want to. He's got to stay local. Uh, just kind of a quick background question: uh, how do how like how do coaches in like at the higher levels, like NHL, major college, whatever, how do they typically go through like their career progression? Like, do they start in high school? They start in juniors? They so yeah, though I mean, you could you'll have the former guys who are like volunteer coaches or like a volunteer goalie coach or something like that, and then kind of work through the assistant route. Uh, some other guys will do the juniors thing, so they'll start at uh, maybe they are start at like a triple A program. Their former college player start a triple A program, which is like the highest level of youth hockey, and then go to juniors, and then uh, like. Higher level juniors, maybe so minor more, leagues, and so then up less to so high school though. Yeah, I mean in hockey, high school's not really anything except in Minnesota. That's really the only state where it really matters. Everybody else is playing sort of the select type programs, even in high school or if you're 16 and going off to juniors and whatnot. So gotcha. That's kind of what I figured. I just wanted to clarify. Yes. That. Yes. So let's go. Back to Riley, though. Does he regain his mojo, so to speak, after this loss? Or is he just sort of like wrecked for the rest of his season, the rest of his career? How deep does this cut go for him? I think he struggles to rebound. Um, Maybe it's like one of those things where he struggles all season long and then he kind of has a a redeeming moment in the playoffs or in the Mm. the championship, something like that. Um, But I think it takes him a while to get back. It's a pretty big blow to your ego. Yeah, yeah. I Especially can... for a guy that has probably never had that before. Yeah, he's like, never had to overcome any kind yeah, of adversity. He's mm-hmm. won three straight titles. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and now he's the captain and all that. Yeah, so he's definitely a low point. Yeah, the, so does he have the fortitude to get back up? Maybe, yeah, maybe he works through, hits like a big shot in the playoffs, and then uh, sort of rebounds from there and has a decent career in juniors or something like that. So, all right. Rick Riley, semi-happy ending. Uh, not sure he ever reconciles with his family, though. Does his dad hold that, like, against him forever? I think it gets brought up every Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Especially by the little brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. remember you were the first captain to ever lose with the JV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lost the warrior name right there. Yeah. All right. So Because of you, the warriors have died. Yeah. The what if they? Flying. What if they lost like in the championship game to his whatever school that his younger brother transferred to? Oh, and his brother was playing. Like, could you just like insult to injury? Yeah, be awesome. <laughs> be awesome. It'd be great. Yeah, I, I think he's the black sheep of the family. If that happens, like yeah. he can't really say anything at family dinners or anything. He spoke only when spoken to, for sure. <laughs> All right, so. We go to Cole. Obviously, Cole's got a big ego, but this loss, does this loss affect him? Is he too sort of dense for it to really matter all that much? I kind of think that. Wait, do we think Cole has a big ego? I mean, he certainly walks around like he's the big tough guy and, uh, yeah, trying to take Well, he's the, the enforcer, so. Yeah. And he's, and I, think I guess he just kind of follows Riley's lead. Okay. Like, you know, I don't know if he's necessarily like that bad of a dude. So what happens after this? Because obviously there's a division in the varsity team. I think he does what the coach tells him to do. I f- yeah, I feel like he's kind of like the glue 
on okay. that team, and he's like the guy that tries to put the pieces back together. Okay, and he just follows whatever the coach is doing to the letter. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know how um, we always thought of Fulton as like a strong, silent leader. Yeah, and now he he of course he left for a little bit, but he came back. So maybe it's kind of like Riley is is all shaken, and coach goes to to Colm like, "Hey, I need you to make sure Riley's head is in order." Um, so lead by example, you know. Is Cole assistant or a vice captain or anything like that? Or alternate? I don't think so. I'd have to take a look at the films and see if there's an A on his jersey, but I don't think yeah. so. Um, but yeah, I think Cole actually bounce, bounces back pretty fine. And he's probably just like, fuck it, it's one game. It's like, I could beat any of their asses like <laughs> off the ice. So Except maybe Portman. I, I'm trying to remember, is there a moment where he kind of like, you know, like gives like a nod of approval to the ducks post game. No, you don't really see Cole post game at all, other than just him like walking into the tunnel. Yeah. So I could imagine Cole like maybe a week later, right before they go to school, like he pulls up to like Sonic and the ducks are there or something, <laughs> and then like Do they have Sonics in Minnesota? I don't know or whatever the the soda fountain or whatever <laughs> is, and then the pop fountain. The pop he kind of like he gives them like a knowing nod or something like that or. Or maybe Charlie's short like a quarter and he gives him a quarter. He's just like, hey, I'll see you guys in a week. Or oh. something, something like that yeah. where it's like, you beat us and I, like, I respect that. It'd be like, yeah, like the real fun starts now or whatever. Yeah. 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 Or something like that. Because I think he respects the on ice performance. Yeah. It's like That's kind of how I feel. Okay. So he pulls a gunner stall there. Just like respects the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that. I like that. So you go on the last one. Is Scooter. He certainly seems okay with losing. This is a great game, Gaffney. Kisses her on the cheek. Well, this is two movies in a row that he's lost. So. <laughs> I can imagine the coach sure. really giving him a hard time. Like, are you going to kiss every uh, goalie who beats us now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is he like really okay with it? Or is he just trying to get the girl? Like, How much of this is calculated in his mind? I think he's okay. He seems like a pretty even-keeled dude. And he's probably also like, you know, I'll, I'll go play hockey in college, but I'm not expecting to go to the NHL. So I'm, I'm not like, this isn't going to, yeah. you know, define me as a person. He's like going to be a politician someday or something. Yeah. Okay. So do we forgive him for being so okay after this, like, disastrous loss and changes the course of the school's I mean, history. I mean, it is very impressive on his part. Like, he turns a really bad situation into a really good situation <laughs> for himself. So Yeah, just smooth with it. All right. Yeah. I can't imagine he faced many shots. So, like, he, I feel like he, uh, I guess the goal was, like, a two-on-one, though. So, it's not really the goalie's fault, but he, I don't know. I feel like he could have stopped Goldberg's shot there. He dove way early <laughs> and then never recovered, so... That's because Goldberg's so fast. <laughs> yeah, that's the defining trait of Goldberg. Fast. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. That is all I have in terms of varsity. I don't think we need to go through any of the other guys. I think by us determining that this the uh, the varsity coach was stepping down either after this year or after the year after, maybe when all the Ducks are juniors, I think that makes things, that puts things into place a little bit better. Um, and... I think we can also see why maybe he's not as upset. He does say, oh, we'll get you next year. So maybe he's like, I've got one more year. And Yeah. Um, I, I think it is. we do need to kind of figure out, are there... So does anyone who's a sophomore and up automatically go to varsity? Or does, like, 
the way do they only uh, have like, like how the teams are structured or is it kind of like there's a freshman i would imagine a, there's also a freshman team well it's, they are this the is kind of a unique well i wonder if it's like normally they have a a jv and yeah. a varsity only two teams i agree and then the jv is like freshmen and sophomores but here because they brought in so many freshmen it's like this is the jv team they're all ninth graders they're also going to be jv next year and then in two years that's when they become varsity head coach steps down orion presumably having impressed the board becomes the head coach yeah and i think he really like i think the board would definitely give it to him because hey the ducks have shown that they'd play for him like they played for bombay i think that is the plan i think that brings up a question though so the following year as we (laughs) mike just dropped his mic i hit my microphone and almost fell uh so the following year they move on and Obviously, the seniors on the varsity graduate. So, are they? I'm assuming they're going to keep the ducks together. They want. I don't think they can. Yeah, have to call some guys up. Yeah. Okay. That was my question because, like, I feel like you're hamstringing the varsity the next year if you keep all the ducks together. Yeah, you can't keep them together like in perpetuity, and you also have to assume that a couple of them don't ever end up making it to varsity. Like, there are going to be kids coming up behind them that are better. That's true. It's yeah. just Goldberg so, stays are limited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a good point. And like some of the ducks are gonna be on varsity, but I ideally Orion is used like the second part of the season to really instill us like, hey, you guys gotta learn to like play with other people and, and adapt. You can't just you're it's not just gonna be you guys and and so maybe by beating the varsity they can understand that and you know, Charlie probably like wants to be on varsity. Like now it's like, hey, like I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. To the quack question, if you're listening for the first time, go back and listen to all the episodes and then you can listen to this one. But <laughs> if you ignore that advice, you ask us questions, Twitter, Facebook, email, we answer the best ones. Kevin, what is the quack question today? So this one, we, we have a little crossover question this week. Um, this one comes from Steven Astemborski. I hope I pronounced yeah. that right. Seems about right. Yeah. Um, this is via Facebook. Uh, so don't forget to send us via Facebook. We go Twitter a lot. We kind of neglect Facebook, honestly, uh, <laughs> but we're trying to fix that. Yeah. Um, so this question, uh, the question is in Johnny Tsunami, Johnny becomes an expert snowboarder when he moves to Vermont, relying on his surfing expertise. Do you think if Brink had moved from SoCal to Minnesota with his family, he would have been able to have the same success in transitioning to hockey from rollerblading? Could he have tried out and made the JV team at Eden Hall? This is an awesome question because it it combines so many of my favorite childhood things. Yeah, Tommy was a huge Johnny Tsunami fan. I wasn't a I wasn't a huge Johnny Tsunami fan, but like Brink was my favorite movie ever. Like I wanted to grow up to yeah, be a professional rollerblader, which I don't even know if that's still a thing. But I think you can make a living <laughs> for a couple of years. I just remember thinking it would be so cool to be a professional rollerblader, which I don't think was ever true, <laughs> you know, but that yeah. movie was so awesome. Um, you know, soul skating and all that, you know, it was great. Yeah. I'm a big fan of all the like made for TV Disney movies from that era. I think everything pre um, Luck of the Irish was great. I'm everything trying to think post when they really Luck turned. of the Irish wow. is terrible. Wow. Well, like Smart House was great. Luck of the Irish was great. Uh, I, even Luck of the Irish, I didn't like very much. Like I thought that was the turning point. Yeah. Because okay. like Double Team, that was really bad. Oh, yeah, that wasn't that great. Uh, um, Xenon was good. Xenon was great. <laughs> oh, uh, what was the one genius with um, Emmy Rossum, who was like the thirteen-year-old love interest? 
I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's a good one. I think we DVR'd it like last year and like watched it with Mike <laughs> and his girlfriend. Um, Brink is one of those movies that back when I still had cable and Tommy and I would text each other whenever Brink was on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so let's go to the question here. Uh, so for anyone unfamiliar, Johnny Tsunami, as Tommy said, Disney Channel movie. And in the first one, he's a surfer, right? And then the second one, he goes to snowboarding? No, no, no. So he, it's basically he moves. His it's, family moves. His family moves. Okay. Or he moves like to like Colorado or Vermont or some cold weather state and becomes – and there's no surfing, obviously. And so now he, he takes on snowboarding. It's like all the um, – all like the elite prep kids will ski – but all like the, the the, the poor the like, like <laughs> urban the like blue collar kids are like cool snowboarders. Yeah. So implying that snowboarding is very cheap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he like buys into snowboarding, and he they his rich you know, I guess contemporaries peers at his high school think that he's a loser because he's snowboarding instead of skiing. But I guess he wins them over eventually. So but basically the same premise like Brink moves to Minnesota and potentially becomes a, a good ice skater. And remember, there is precedence for this with, you know, Russ was That's a rollerblader. Well, and I will say, I think the tr- granted, not, not taking into account like puck skills, I think the transition, I would assume at least, from rollerblading to ice skating is a lot easier or a lot more similar than surfing to snowboarding. Yeah, yes and no. I think the balance helps. The the stride is completely different. So rollerblading you're going back and forth, like just straight back and forward. Where hockey you you have like basically two edges. So you're pushing like you're digging in and you're you're going diagonal back to go forward. Mm. So it's a, a little different stride. Um but I do think his balance and Obviously, you're going to need some like leg strength, that kind of stuff. All that stuff would cross over. Uh, yeah, we have seen it with Russ. We've seen it with Fulton. He didn't know how to skate at all. Uh, so, yeah, the question would be the puck skills. I I think Brink would probably be pretty fast on the ice. But, yeah, I don't know about his puck skills. But I think he could make the JV just with the speed. Because speed in most sports is like almost everything. A premium. So, yeah. yeah. I can't really teach it. Just either. and imagine like all of the fun hijinks they could have, like with his like acrobatic ability. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's been, he lives on a half pipe and on a street course. You know, yeah. Um, also, want to throw out there? I think um, is her name Rosie. Was she like the the girl? Yeah, the that was part of Team Pup and Suds. Mm-hmm. Um, she fan. could probably play hockey just because she's so tough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She like falls down a giant hill and like just gets torn up, but she survives. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the biggest question, I think, is just when the Eden Hall tryouts are and when Brink moves to Minnesota and starts ice skating and that kind of stuff. Because it would take probably a few months for him to get the the skating down and that kind of stuff, obviously depending on how hard he works and that kind of stuff. So does he make the Eden Hall JV? I'll put it up to you guys. I think he does because also Eden Hall has shown that they want to, like, recruit the best. And Brink has just won some kind of, yeah, like roller national skating national, at least regional half pipe something <laughs> for Team Puppin Size. Better. Um, so I think they'd want him there, and they'd put him on the team and give him a scholarship. And I think he would mesh well with the Ducks. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he probably like 
kind of like, oh, they have a Californian already in Russ Tyler, and he talks to him beforehand. And Russ like, oh, this is my guy Brink, you know. He's, he's a he's you a. Think Russ skater. Tyler and Brink are friends? Well, no, I think when Brink is being recruited, that he's they say, oh, we have a Californian, you know. Yeah. Russ. Gotcha. And so they put him in touch, and so he asked him about it and everything. Wait, so are we assuming that Brink gets recruited? To move to Minnesota, or he moves to Minnesota, and then they were like, oh, let's take a look at this kid. Well, the board obviously likes publicity stunts and that kind of stuff. Yes, and I know. Brink's dad is like out of work, and oh, like, so they could maybe give him a cush job. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it depends. I, I can see it go both ways. I can see his dad get a job in Minnesota. I could also see, I mean, you do have Gordon Bombay director of player personnel for junior goodwill games it certainly seems like uh the junior goodwill games u.s committee is in los angeles that kind of stuff so maybe he discovers them or hears about him throws it back that way and then the board is like yeah like this publicity from the ducks is dying down they're just sort of settling in they're eating all now so we need another shot in the arm and he comes over i think However, Brink gets to Minnesota, he makes a JV team. I agree. Yes, I also agree. All right. Can we also start a Brink podcast? Because <laughs> I'd be in. It's been a couple of years since I saw Brink, so yeah, so good. yeah. I'd have to watch it again. But yeah, Who, who's the villain's name? What's his name? I don't know, but I, I remember him just like Vin? Lo- looking like Is it Vin. Vin. No. Well, the that uh, team. Vance. Van. Van. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's Van. Van. Maybe. I remember the, the guy who played him just looks like he like looks like an asshole. Yeah, he looks like, like a they, Gunther. Like great <laughs> job of like casting. Yeah, yeah. So they were they were like the X Blade, right? The X Blades. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I I when I was little I was like oh I want to be X Blades for sure. You wanted would, to be the they, villains. They, they want to be the team coolest. Puns? Yeah, that's true. They did have all the they had the cool like place where they all hung out like the skate indoor yeah. skate park and they got like free equipment and yeah, that's the life. All right. Anyway, look forward to our Brink podcast coming <laughs> soon. Go to thequackatech.com. Contact us there. Go to the shop. Get your shirts. Get your pillows. Get your shower curtains. Get your baby onesies. Get your women's tees. We got it all. There's all kinds of different stuff. Men's, women's, children. Just handbags. I think you can still get those. I don't know. Coffee mugs. So we got, we got it all there. So... Go there, check it out, get your gear, show you are a true Quackalite. Uh, go to the Amazon link, keep clicking through there, that's been helpful. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us which Brink team you'd rather be on, Puppin' Suds or X-Blades. Uh, tw- Twitter at QuackTechPod, Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod, and remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Quack a dick is